Hey everybody, Ashton Gustafsson here. Welcome back to another episode of Good, True, and Beautiful. How we doing? School is out for the summer. Hope you're doing well. Um, wherever this finds you, maybe you have begun the summer, you're out on vacation, maybe you're on a jog, maybe you're on a lunch break, maybe, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, but wherever you're at, I hope you are doing well and, uh, Excited to have a little chat with you today. I don't think we're going to go long. I think we're going to be, uh, as Tim Ferriss calls these, an in-between-a-sode. Uh, but uh, I'm excited to have this little chat. So I've, I've had some... Um, oh, wait a minute. Before I get going, uh, a couple things. I am booking uh, speaking engagements for this fall. So if you guys uh, are wanting someone to come speak to your company, business, church, small group... Uh, fill in the blank. Um, let's go. I'm up for it. A uh, couple new things I am doing this fall that I haven't done before. One is uh, an Enneagram kind of um, group session, if you will, and uh, then also some stuff on the hero's journey, uh, which is basically the journey uh, that we're all on. And uh, as I'm studying this and really getting into it, um, it is it is deep and wide. I, I don't know if I'm ever going to fully have my hands wrapped around that conversation, but it keeps it fresh and that makes it fun. So um, I'm available and uh, would love to come see you guys. Thought I'd throw that out there. That being said, uh, around the conversation of fresh, freshness, um, I've wanted to bring a topic here today and really process through it in three quick ways. Um, but the reason why I wanted to have this topic is because I have found it to be, um, something that is very recentering for me for when I forget certain things. Um, for when I get off the path, for when I forget about what's happening here at hand, I have found this idea to be very, very, very helpful in life, in my relationships, in business, and um, I just wanted to share those reflections because I think that this is something that uh, sometimes we don't have a name for something, and, and when we don't have a name, we feel lost. We, we feel kind of like we're out at sea floating without a raft. Sometimes when we get a name, it, it's like the life vest we were looking for. Uh, and by no means do I claim this is a life vest conversation. Um, but this little, this little way of looking at life and my relationships and businesses uh, has been so fruitful, beneficial, grounding, centering, um, and I thought I would share it with you. Now, you've probably heard the phrase before, beginner's mind beginner's mind. Um, and if you haven't, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's a bit of an Eastern teaching. Um, but it's, I've found this to be uh, one of the more beneficial ways to get me back on track when I go down the roads of cynicism, pessimism, um, frustration, aggravation, angst, um, sometimes I just need a little shot in the arm of 
Beginner's Mind. And, and, and if you Google Beginner's Mind, um, you're going to see hundreds of thousands of blog entries and books and all these different things. But the very the, the, the core essence of Beginner's Mind um, that I've found is it is so beneficial when you've kind of lost that loving feeling. Can, can we go Righteous Brothers for a second? When, when, you've, when you've just lost that loving feeling, and here's the deal. I'm going to define the loving feeling as this. When you've lost your peace, when you've lost your joy, when, you've, when you quickly lose your patience, when you quickly have aggravation, frustration, all of these things, when, when you've lost your loving feeling, this practice of going back to a beginner's mind has been just this beautiful um, process for me. And there was one thing that uh, I think it was Liz Gilbert, she said once, she said something along the lines, I'm going to butcher this, I didn't take down the notes, I just remember her saying it. She said that to have a life that is interesting, you have to be interested. So let me rephrase that again. Um, and forgive me, Liz, if you ever hear this, uh, I, I probably butchered it. But in, in order for life to be interesting, in order for your life to be interesting, in order for you to have a sense of electricity, juice, zest, um, connection, there it is, that's the word I'm looking for, connected, uh, beauty, meaning, purpose, in order for it to be interesting, you have to be interested you have to be interested yourself. And so I've, I started reflecting on um, my life. And when I say life, I mean a very, very big bird's eye view. And you know the days you've had. I mean, you know a day when you're just, it's not there. You don't have it. And you don't really know why. And you're a little bit aggravated. I'm starting to find and this is a bit of the po- podcast conversation we had last week of, you know, a day worth repeating so that your days don't repeat. When I feel like I'm in the monotony, the rat race, when I feel like every day's a repeat of the last day, um, th- then I'm, I, I'm, it's like there's nothing to look forward to. There's no wonder. There's no awe. There's no, I wonder, I wonder what the mystery's up to. Oh, I wonder where this is going. Um, and so this idea of getting back to the beginner's mind has been very, very helpful to me. And, and of course, if you have children, if you have grandchildren, great-grandchildren, um, how often are they just always in question mode? Like, what's that? Why does that do that? How does that work? What's up with that? Why is that happening? What? Who? What? When? What's going on there? Um... They, they are our greatest teachers of beginner's mind. I found this quote um, from uh, Rachel Carson, and she says this, A child's world is fresh and new and beautiful, full of wonder and excitement. It is our misfortune that most of us that, uh, excuse me, it is our misfortune that for most of us, that clear-eyed vision that true instinct for what is beautiful and awe-inspiring is dimmed and even lost before we reach adulthood. If I had influence with the good fairy who is supposed to preside over all children, 
I should ask her to gift each child in the world, to be have a sense of wonder so indestructible that it would last throughout life. Say that last sentence again. If I had influence with the good fairy who is supposed to preside over all children, I should ask her to gift each child in the world to be have an, and to be and have a sense of wonder so indestructible that it would last throughout life. This is what we want. This is what we want out of our days. We we want a sense of newness, of freshness, of um who have never been here before. And here's the thing. If you're two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine decades into this thing called being human, um, my oh my, is it not work to not have a sense and a posture of been here, done that, with most, for instances. Christmas, right? Been there, done that. Uh, anniversary, been there, done that. Uh, your job that you've been at for 25 years, been there, done that. Um, and, and yet, there's a great invitation to shift our posture, which really really is just getting out of our minds and back into our hearts, to where we, we, we enter as if we have a childlike mind. And we enter with that childlike heart space. And guess what happens when you do that? You're, you're open you're you're in yes mode. Oh, that's interesting. It's raining. Rad. I love the rain. <laughs> Not, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? I had all these things to do today. Um, it's raining. That's cool. That's fun. I like it. Um, and, and, and here's one thing that I'm finding is the posture of yes. I mean, if you can begin there every day, right? And we say this a lot. If you can begin at yes... Um, the, the no just becomes a little less attractive. Now, no, you can get a crowd with no. You can get a lot of people uh, around your cause by being against the things that you're against. Uh, but yes, yes doesn't really need the crowd. Yes knows that the moment has enough juice, that it's full of electricity, that uh, possibility is always unfolding. And so I love this idea for our lives to go back to beginner's mind. Um, And the thing that I wanted to offer you in in the landscape of your personal life is this. What what does that eight-year-old you want to say today? If the eight-year-old you had a chance to speak his or her mind, um, where would the enjoyment, where would the enthusiasm be in his or her voice? What would she say? What would she, what would she nudge, nudge you to go do? Um, some of the most beautiful moments that I've had in the last few years have been those just holy moments of, of when you see your child uh, just be overwhelming overwhelmingly accepting of the moment or of the person or the group or that they don't have where they don't even have an inch of in their posture. Now, granted, they often have some childlikeness. I mean, some childish ways, right? That's a whole different conversation. But this, the concept of childlike, 
uh, is so, so beautiful. What is what what could your eight-year-old self say to you today? And uh, maybe you need to write it down. Maybe maybe it needs to be on a sticky note. Um, one, of, one of my favorite things, uh, I always ask people that come on the podcast, you know, what advice would they give to their younger self? Sean Askinosis, uh, man, his my first interview with him, he just said, I wouldn't say anything, I'd give myself a hug. He said, I'd give that guy a great big hug. Um, and what I know about childhood wounding, um, which is just an attack on our essence, as our friend Chris Hewitt says, uh, man, do we not spend a lifetime trying to get back there, trying to get back to that garden state, if you will. So I invite you, um, ask yourself, maybe for your life today, um, what's the eight-year-old self need to say to you? Now let's talk business for a second. Um, business is, so, so what I love um, Amazon has a phrase called it's always day one. This is very Jeff Bezos. Um, but he always, he begins like stockholder letters, shareholder letters. Anytime he's communicating within the company, he always drills down to this idea that it's day one for them. And if they ever feel like they've made it, they've arrived, they've, uh, what's what everything that ever needs to be built has been built. He says, that's the moment you get doomed. Um, He says this, he goes, day two is stasis, followed by irrelevance, followed by excruciating, painful decline, followed by death. And he said, and that is why it is always day one. You know, I I know enough about business uh, to say, A, I don't know it all, but I know that uh, the honeymoon ends pretty fast with new jobs. The honeymoon, and maybe you've had one career your entire life. Maybe you're in a brand new one, but it only takes a couple week, a couple weeks to go. Eh, I don't know about this, or eh, I wish I was playing golf, or I wish I was elsewhere. Right? We're at work, and we're wishing we were somewhere else. Then we're somewhere else, thinking we need to be at work. It's crazy. But the point I wanted to make is, um, what if beginner's mind came into the career field for you? What if? What if the thing that originally drew you to whatever you're doing, okay? Um, what if you knew that it could never totally fulfill you, but that you could absolutely enjoy it, that you could absolutely do it with some beautiful acceptance, and that you could actually bring your soul into this thing with some enthusiasm? What if, what if you allowed beginner's mind to enter that space for you? And maybe the sticky note you need to write is, it's day one. It's day one. The communication I have uh, with my team members a lot is always, hey, I think it's day one here. I think it's day one. Which means we can shift. We can change the way we do things. We can arrive with a beautiful posture. We can, we can bring some juice to what we're doing. Um, I love, love, love the idea that Amazon has of it's always day one. Don't think that you've arrived. Stay in that space and find a way to do it. And work with work, it's so hard, right? Because we quote-unquote put out fires. You open up your inbox and it's everyone else's agenda. All of these things, call time out on that. And maybe you listen to this podcast on a Sunday night or a Monday morning to where you can go into these next five days and maybe the mantra is it's day one. 
It's day one. I promise you from a customer standpoint perspective, you'll show up in a better, in a better state with more possibility at hand, uh, with a more beautiful, peaceful place of how you're doing things. I promise. I promise. And then the last one is this, um, is our relationships. And, uh, you know, sometimes these are in the realm of friendships, uh, and sometimes those get goofy and go different ways. They don't need to go. But talking about the ones that, um, you know, like your significant other, um, beginner's mind is, if you can stay in beginner's mind, I'm not saying that that's the secret sauce, but it's definitely part of it. Um, go back to day one when uh, maybe you've been with your spouse. Maybe, maybe you've been with them for 30, 40 years, maybe 10 years, maybe a year. Um, go back to day one and remember when you were always embracing what was different. I mean, remember that? You'd be like, you like what bands? You eat that food? You, oh, you like that kind of art? Mm. You like, uh, oh, that's kind of cool. Okay. You like, oh, those are the sports you like? Okay. And, and yet you flip the script of it and you found a way to embrace it. You found a way to include it. You, you didn't push it away and say, please leave. You, you actually brought it closer and said, interesting. You like that art? Show me. You like those tunes? Show me. That sport? Never, huh? How's it work? Can I, can I play? Will you invite me in? Um, beginner's mind is huge in these types of relationships. And so here's the question, okay? These are in my notes I wrote down here. This is the only, this, <laughs> this is the only question that I could come up with uh, to, to, to get this point home. And it's this here. Uh, have you changed from being wide-eyed and open to all of them to simply rolling your eyes? <laughs> have, you, have you changed from uh, uh, totally being mesmerized, eyes wide open, tell me more? Invite me in. Interesting. Um, or do you just roll your eyes now? And I know that uh, there's a risk there of making this too simple. But go back to beginner's mind. For, forever learn this person that you've been entrusted. If you can do that, there was a line I wrote once. Oh my gosh, I haven't thought of this line in years. Um it was something along the lines of like uh, like a rose among the thorns. I'm forgetting it. You guys, y'all are like, oh, gag me. Um, no, this was such a cool line. What was it? Like a rose among the thorns. I will search for you every day just to be lost in your petals and the fragrance of your grace. Something like that. Y'all are dying. I'm sorry. I was 19, falling in love. I wrote that line. Um, because it's, that's a line of, I want to learn. I want to learn. I want to learn about this person. I, I want to learn what it looks like to be human through their eyes. I want to learn what that feels like, what that sounds like, what that is. If you can get that, um, I don't know much about marriage counseling. I don't, I don't know anything actually. Uh, 
but if somebody asked me today, um, my advice would be this. Forever learn them. Forever learn them. Forever have beginner's mind. And when you do, yeah, yeah, then it's day one. Then it's always day one. And uh, that's how you keep it fresh. You know, we can't forget. I mean, when you think about um, probably one of the greatest examples of this ever was the life of Jesus. And they basically said, I think this was Matthew 15, hey, uh, who's the greatest? Like, who, who gets the points? Who's, who's in? Who's right? Who's more right? Um, and those were always just the awful questions from disciples and Pharisees. Um, and he says this, well, the truth is this, um, unless you become like one of these children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. I mean, just think about that. So here we have, right, the God man. (laughs) And uh, the question is posed, how do you win the point? How do you win the game? What's the point of all this? Who wins? Who's the best? Who's the greatest? All questions of the ego, right? And he totally flips the script and he says, well, it's kind of like this. Unless you change and become like one of these children. I mean, can't you just see him like holding the shoulders of like this seven-year-old little girl? This eight-year-old boy, something like that. Maybe it's maybe he had maybe he brought two. No, I think he just brought one. I don't know. Uh he brings him out and he goes, Hey, unless you become one of these, you're you're eh, you're gonna miss it. Now, when you ask that question, can you imagine being the person that asked that question and that's the response you get? You're pretty ticked. You're pretty ticked. But I think when we think, and I think when we think, I think when we talk about the thing underneath the thing that he was getting in that, uh, getting with that moment was, look how free she is. Look how innocent he is, which by the way, innocent, uh, the, the, the kind of the etymology of innocence means without wound. Look how without, look. Look at their look how they are not wounded. Look how they're chasing butterflies, laughing, embracing everybody, embracing the stranger, always telling the people to pull up another chair. Look how free they are. Look at this. Unless you become one of these, unless you have beginner's mind, you're not even going to enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm. That's just, that's like that's just tattoo worthy. Um, I love that. So I invite you, um, as you think about your life, become one of these. Begin again. Is there, is there something you're curious about? Is there, do do you have a random hobby that you haven't been involved in in a long time? It's time to get that out. It's time to dust that off. Uh, is there a book that you think is a total waste of time, but you just love reading it? Uh, that you need to get out, get it out, get it out. And your business, your life, your workplace. Are you telling yourself it's day 5,022? Or are you telling yourself it's day one? I promise you, you will feel that shift. The people around you will feel that shift. 
Uh, just listen to the possibility in that shift. It's day one. It's day one. I don't know where this thing's going. Um, and then in your relationships, beginner's mind. Be a forever learner of those you have been entrusted. We're all figuring it out. We're all growing, changing, seeing the world anew, learning certain things, being hurt in certain ways, having triumph, having failure, wondering where's it all going, what's it all up to. Yeah, learn. Learn from another. Learn from another. And at some point, you'll probably take some notes and you can pull them out of your pocket and go, oh yeah, I remember when they told me this. That's, that's what it's about. That's what it's all about. So may you forever be in learn mode. May you learn to waltz through this life in wonder. May you look with intention. And may you always be on the lookout for the hidden, the holy, and the song that is humming through and within yourself and even your moments. And as you approach this week, may you pause by the orchid, listen to the bluebird sing, and be love. Hey, before you go, don't forget to hit subscribe right there on your phone. That's probably where you're listening. Uh, And if you enjoyed this, would you mind leaving us a review? One of the things that we're wanting to do is get this information out to as many people as we can. And we are finding that uh, when people leave good, true, and beautiful reviews, uh, that helps us get this information out more and more to people all across the world. I do not take it lightly uh, that you invite me to ride shotgun with you in your car. Uh, You allow these conversations to be a part of your jogs. You allow these conversations to be a part of the communities and families and businesses that you've been entrusted. Uh, I do not take that lightly at all, and I am thrilled uh, that you have joined us here at this table, at this conversation. There's always a seat left. There's always room for more, uh, and we are just so grateful for you guys joining us here at Good, True, and Beautiful. And as you approach this week, may you pause by the orchid. Listen to the bluebirds sing and be love.